I don't, I have no fear. Prison, jail, death, I don't have no fear for no something. No man, no woman, no child, no Satan, no God, no, I have no fear. Because I say fear destroy people. Fear is what destroy I and I life. Fear to put out your music. Fear to go to the, the sea. And you know you can't swim and you need to learn to swim. Fear because I'm gonna fail in my exam. Fear because, okay, the slave master is not gonna give us that. Everything is just fear. So that is what is destroying our people. I have no fear for nothing that I do. Hello. Hi. Um, so this is Michael speaking. We're at the Quad Club in Crown Plaza, um, where our studio is, and I'm here with one of my members. Um, this is the Human Library section. So this is the section where we just talk um, to individuals about who they are, what they do, and what kind of things they go through in life, and health, wellness, and lifestyle. So first of all, I'm just gonna give it to the member just to, for her to tell you a little bit about herself, and then we'll go from there. Hi, I'm a bit about myself. I'm not that interesting. I work too many hours a day, I think. Who um, doesn't know? Everyone does that. Exactly, so mm. I'm basically just like everybody else out there working the nine to five slave ship at the moment. Um, doing what? Currently doing marketing. Okay, cool. So that's Is that cool. a passion of yours? Kind of, but I have a passion in arts as well. Okay. So I try to balance the two, which is fun. Okay. Yay. So, um, yeah. How old are you? I'm 24. Okay. How old are you really? You're <laughs> four, you're four, you're four. How old are you really? Did I not tell you I was 24? Okay. Chill with it. 100% she's not 24, guys. Uh, but how old are you is really? it their business though? So yeah, because it's... I'm want... 27, but I was told if you start like lying early, yeah. then it's more realistic. And yeah. plus I've got a young face. And I did this face recognition thing recently, and um, it said I was 24. 24? So, yeah. so that's the age that you go with now? Okay, cool. I'm going to try it out for a while. So... What was your kind of path? Did you go to university? Did you go like tell me what your path was? Yeah, no, it's pretty straightforward. I went to um, I went to university. I studied um, bachelor's degree in marketing, and then straight off the bat when I came when I left university, I got a job in that field. And um, yeah, four years later, because I just finished university four years ago. Mm. I'm joking, but yeah, twenty-seven. <laughs> um, I'm still in. I'm still doing that. Okay, cool. Um, and university was that a choice of yours that you wanted to go to or because you said you was a bit more creative you, you you liked the arts so how was university proposed to you was it done by school was it done by your own thinking was it done by your parents what kind of way was it done it was done by like life that was the procedure next step after secondary school the way to go yeah it was sixth form so obviously me not to go to, I'm a Nigerian I'm Nigerian so for me not to go to university would have just basically just really really upset my parents but um it, it wasn't forced on me though because no? No, when you think of university you almost think when you're when you're 17 16 17 years old you're thinking yes freedom you look at all the college movies and stuff in america you think you're gonna basically have a way of a time and yeah. you get out of your parents house so it wasn't forced on me i think um what was forced on me was the choice of degree Okay. So um, it was up to me. I probably would have done something like art or theatre studies. Okay. Um, my mum was really bang on me wanting to do medicine or 
yeah, medicine or law, um, two areas I did not care about at all. I think marketing was like our medium ground mm. because it sounds official, but you get to do some creativeness in it too. Yeah. So. The reason why I ask is because when I come to me with university, I was heavily, heavily swayed by my parents and their kind of opinion of university and people who don't go to university mm. are kind of seen in a certain Wayward. way. Yeah, they're what wayward thinkers um, or don't really know what they're doing. So I was kind of forced into that aspect. And um, yeah, so I went to university and I did accounting and business, which was probably the worst course that I could have done because for me to be an accountant just wouldn't have worked. And I couldn't imagine using an accountant nah, today. Nah. In an official suit. Exactly. <laughs> Nine to five in, <laughs> in, my, in my cubicle now. Um, and then you, se- you might have got an office. You never know. Nah. <laughs> and in my second first year, I did aviation studies, but university never never really resonated with me. So that's why I ask people, um, how was your university experience? How was it for you? I won't lie. I enjoyed university. So um, one of the things being at home, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted I wanted a release. I wanted to an escape. And university for me was an escape. So I didn't have any bad things about university. And I think university forced me to know who I was. Don't get me wrong, I'm still learning about myself daily and I'm changing the way I am, but it helped me grow in my confidence. Um, I feel a lot for teens because when you start having those hormones, things like that, you don't know how to actually really hold your own, um, like playground politics and things like that. Yeah. And I feel um, university is the next step before you get into whatever you call the real world. And um, I feel like I made my best friends at university. Um, uh, caused a lot of trouble in university as well. He didn't. Exactly. So um, it helped me come into my own, mm. and I'm thankful. I'm honestly thankful for you. Do you think it gave you that kind of standpoint where you was by yourself and you were actually allowed to kind of like experience and experiment with who you are? Yeah. Rather than, I mean, so me speaking, coming from an African background, like when you're at home, it can be quite hard to express yourself. Yeah. So when you when you do leave and you do go to university and you are by yourself you can in essence be and do what the hell you want to do that was the experience for me i'm just wondering if that's kind of that experience for you too yeah and i think what's the saying i don't know what the saying is but um to really know how a person acts give them complete freedom let them do it and when you're at home you don't have the flexibility so you're always trying to rebel yeah now being in a position where you can literally do the, what the hell not do what the hell you want but to you haven't degree. got that authoritative figure over you all the time um yeah it, you then know your own limits hmm. or you start to learn what your limits are because yeah. you change as well yeah okay cool and you obviously you graduated and then you went straight into the working world yeah was that was that your choice um i think when you're at university i was around a lot of um career driven individuals Mm. so it was like not having a job you would look wayward so it's like okay we finished university now how are we going to get into this business but how are we going to be doing that people Mm. are talking money a lot so i think that's something as well that just embedded into me because of the society i was in i didn't stop to think to think like okay i love this form of art why don't i go pursue it i went no straight away i've got to get a good job and you know show people i'm about that life yeah do you think that's a societal thing do you think like it's kind of like you're pushed into this way of thinking so there's certain tick boxes that you have to fulfill by a certain time and if you don't fulfill them then you are failing in essence or something like that i definitely think that and i think the dangerousness of it is that it's not allowing you to see there's other ways of success yeah 
and yeah. um, it's not until like the past couple of years I'm starting to see there's other forms of success of success okay yeah, yeah so that's that's how I felt as well I feel like society kind of are dictating and forcing you to kind of go through certain steps and tick points and if mm. you don't reach them or if you don't complete them in the time that you say you do then you're kind of seen as a failure or something and mm. um, that was one of the things that my parents were massively worried about when it come to me not going to university anymore and me kind of like going on my own way um, or doing what I wanted to do it was like okay cool how do we know it's going to be successful and if it's not successful what the hell are you going to do and your life is going to kind of be like this terminal traumatic experience where you never really know what you're doing so yeah I'm such a good guy I didn't put on for that stress I finished university (laughs) yeah I mean me with me I just I I, I'm very I'm very like I don't even know what the word is I I know what I want and if something doesn't click then it doesn't click and no matter what no matter what somebody says no matter how many times somebody says it it don't click it doesn't go in so I literally do what I want whether because I'm a person that learns through experience yeah. I have to do something and experience it otherwise it just never really rings true to me so I've experienced a lot and I've learned a lot from my experiences and it's kind of like made me into the person I am today um, want to share one of your experiences? Um, so one of my experiences was um So when I was in university, I had, um, obviously you get the freedom that you wanted to do what you wanted to do. And without a very strong mind, you can kind of fall into the traps of like people and like following what other people think or do or say. And um, I became enticed by a way of life, which was shown to me by people who were supposed to be quote-unquote successful so I was basically imitating and following these people thinking this is what the level looks this is what success looks like because these people they have a lot of money they have a lot of girls they have a lot of um, they have so-called status and that was successful for me at that time so that is what I kind of went towards but me being a 27 year old man now I I know what success is and I have built a different image of what I feel success is which has come from me and myself so that's something I had to go through I had to go through that stage where I had to imitate people and and imitate their level of success see whether it was successful to me and then uh, come to my own decision of whether it was successful or not so that's something a little bit about me give me like an example of your story what would you see as success and how did you come to this picture of success would you say success is happiness okay and what in the clearest way success is happiness okay so elaborate a little bit um how can i it success will be different to each individual exactly and and that's why i say success is happiness because what makes you happy is successful there are there are people out there who honestly will be so satisfied where they just become like a wife with children and that's that's, that's their satisfaction and that's their happiness. But mm. there's other women who are very career-driven and they want to build a name for themselves and that's what they build towards. There's people who just want to support the environment and 
they will drive all their energy into that and if they can make a significant impact that's yeah. successful to them where their success is dependent on how other people feel so um do you think there's positive forms of success and negative forms of success i think the negative form of success is true when it negatively affects other people so people i i truly believe in the line money the love of money is the root of all evil mm. so when people um connect money to success i don't blame them because at the end of the day um you need something to be accountable you need like a figure next to it but um in detriment when you love money so much that it has a negative effect on the people you care about around you or even just innocent people around you what about yourself what do you mean so it negatively affects me as in you love money so much that you neglect your health you neglect yeah. your 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 mental health your physical health your nutritional health because all you're doing is focusing on your financial health yeah 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 i agree that's not success that's not successful but then who determines because we because we said success is determined by an individual um so would it be successful or would it not be successful i believe to truly be happy you need to have those different areas in your life ticked mm. So financial is, a, is an aspect of it, but again, Definitely. that's dependent on the individual. Some people can be happy that mindless is their currency. Like mm. literally all they need to do is trade food and that's happiness. Mm. So it's not money, but it's some form of financial. Um, health is very important. You can't deny that. Without mm. health, you're gonna die. Exactly. So um, how can I be happy, but then have this disease on me or have like all these different problems with me. I know I do apologise because I know the people out there who do have certain diseases and they still have their form of happiness and they mm. still drive through it. Mm. But knowing there's a kind of a ticking clock literally, that's not even just time but a ticking clock within your body, mm. um, that's hard. Um, people, people, I feel like we are, I think there's been some studies, we're individuals who, we are a species that need to be around us yep. same. Yeah. So like, someone being physically locked up in a room by themselves is like the worst form of I don't know I can't it's a torture, form of torture yeah. yeah but then there's people out there who yes they have lots of people around them but they feel so alone yeah. so there's there's physically physical aloneness and also mental aloneness yeah. as well yeah. which that's not happiness mm. um, but there's probably another area I've forgotten but I feel like it needs to be balanced between all of them I think that's the key I think balance that, that word balance is something that's missing in, missing in our society today and it's something that's so important balance when it comes to financial health so f figure out what that financial figure is yeah. or and define why so the reason why is probably the most important so i can say i want 20 million pounds why do you now? no i don't want 20 million I'm not that superficial, but um, <laughs> I can say I want. People. I can say I want twenty million, but then if my reason is for external reasons, so I want to buy this, or I want to buy when really there's no really intrinsic real reason that I need the money, then I'm going about. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for money to fill a gap that is not going to be filled with money. Mm, yeah. So. You need that balance. You need that. Okay, you need extrinsic wealth, but you need intrinsic wealth as well. You need the family, the your loved one, your partner, your 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 community, your group of friends, whatever it is that you need, and you need that kind of external happiness as well. And that's why I feel like true happiness is. And as you said, it is different to everyone, but those two elements are definitely 
needed kind of constant yeah. Everybody. yeah yeah and balance between those two so you can't have too much of intrinsic and no enough yeah. intrinsic and not enough and vice versa so yeah that's that's probably how i feel that's what i feel success is a balance of the two intrinsic and extrinsic goals that we have and pushing through for all of them all right so um tell me about or give me an example of like a period of your life where you felt some hardship or you felt um some sort of um like a difficult moment difficult moments in your life or that sort of thing um just give me an example of something that you've gone through that was difficult for you tough question it's more of like what am i willing to share i mean just be open and honest like nobody knows your name nobody knows who you are so yeah people don't know me today. i'm joking it doesn't really that that's not a problem um it's just more of i'm trying to think of something okay um because i feel that depending on the stage of your life you all go through pretty hard times I'll, I'll give one um when i really really wanted to leave a job okay um i hated the workplace i was in um it was a really really long commute it was a role i didn't really enjoy it okay. but i felt really really stuck and at first i was like you know what it's just a job you can get through it blah mm. blah blah just keep looking keep looking a year in now still in the same place for like, one year in yeah one okay. year in still in i think i'm starting to get like mentally unstable i okay. remember um, I remember getting a rejection from a job. Like I think I went through the first interview and then I went through the second big interview. And when it was really close to it, obviously some reason about oh, that's cool. I remember being on the M25 and just crying, like just crying, being like, God, I'm so tired of this place. I've tried so hard. I've been to so many interviews and I'm constantly pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and nothing is changing and I think because my role was affecting my lifestyle as well because I used yeah. to be like sometimes like two to three hours on the motorway yeah. there and back and um, what I'd realised I was letting that job just consume me too much Okay. I was letting that role consume me way too much and I think the moment I let go and just started find other means of like peacefulness mm. things definitely change because once you change the mind well everything changes but That's I remember it. consuming myself negatively for so long mm. Yeah, also unhealthy. How did that, yeah, so let's talk about like the health aspect of you doing something in the physical realm. So for example, you were working, you wasn't very happy. How did your health, how was your health affected by that? Whether it's mental health, whether it's physical health, whether it's nutritional health, how was your health affected by that? Um, I think it's affected across those all those three bits that you said yeah so um just talking physical because i was constantly in the car all the time i didn't make time to exercise yeah i just didn't make time to exercise okay and to be fair i probably could have made time to exercise could have i could have okay. yeah at the time i could have made that because like you said there's always an, an excuse yeah um later on after a year i actually did end up finding time to exercise Good. found a really cheap gym around the corner and i started exercising there Good. It's important. Yeah, it's but um, important. for a good whole year. Secondly, because um, I just continue myself negatively, I just started to find comfort in food. So there's a, there's a chocolate there, things yeah. like that. And so it's funny. So so it's the, so it's funny with food. Um, there are there are certain foods which trigger the part of the brain when it comes to reward and pleasure. Mm. But physiologically, your body doesn't really like the food. One example that everyone knows is chocolate. Mm. Chocolate feels really good to eat, but the body 
doesn't I like how you took that chocolate away from me well. yeah I took oh, it yeah. away she had the chocolate on the table I took it away it wasn't mine it, it was, was, a, it was just, ch- we had just done a session and I needed food so she decided to go for a chocolate bar nah it was right there um so yeah so food has this kind of like it, it plays with the brain and it has a mental it has a mental effect or just to add as well the place i worked was like um and i was marketing as well but the head office for a grocery place so cadbury's um hagen dazs that used to send us their crap like Uh, literally people would be like oh my gosh when you come back from work and i used to have the latest products Mm. we call it mpd new product development Mm. before they officially came out into the market So it wasn't hard to get. Do you know what I there. find funny in like in the corporate environment is yeah. that it's so surrounded by unhealth. Is is so un, I don't know what the word is. Unhealthy food. Unhealthy foods. Unhealthy yeah. lifestyles. Like I know. I, I I used to work in in a corporate gym um, in Allgate, and literally Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the gym was full with people. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, you don't see anyone because everyone's out drinking on Thursday night and Friday night, and it just and. I, ne- I never, I never, I never, I never understood why Thursday night was a drinking night because everyone has to come to work on Friday. Thursday's a new Friday. In the that, world. That, that made no sense to me. Because Friday night's the night you spend with your friends. Thursday night you spend with your work friends, and it's just the, it's just the same. But then the workplace is accommodating for that. The workplace is actually. You know, it's, my workplace. I basically buy prosecco off the limit, and it's all paid for. Like, I have an event, and there's just like endless amount of prosecco. Do you think that's a way that like corporations are trying to basically just keep people happy or keep people numb? Um, I don't. I want to put it on corporations. It's it's society. So. But um, then the 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 reason why I only say corporations is because it's being bought for you by them. I okay. Let that's me, why I say it's corporations. Let me phrase it back to what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, when corporations are running an event or something like that, they yeah. want a quick a quick pleaser, a quick pleaser to you. So the quick pleasers are the canapes and drinks and things like that. And that's what. But why is that? Why is that? Because society and the world has made things look like that. Now give me a celery stick, and I'm gonna be like, yeah, okay. A health club. I'm like, but we are here to celebrate. So the attitude of celebration is always with like um, indulgent yeah. food types. Yeah. And that's why. And plus, one of the things as well, corporations, I don't care, like, you talk about not being a healthy lifestyle. At work, people are mentally stressed. I've been at workplaces where grown women have cried mm. their lives off. Yeah. People work ridiculous hours and things like that, and they just want to let off steam. The workplace, the corporations know they have been working their people to the bone. Yeah. Give them a little bit of satisfaction, yeah. like the concept of the weekend. Yeah. Give them a little bit of happiness, yeah. and they're going to come back to work and work this as hard. It's like a, like a cycle. It's a cycle, basically. There's no, I'm coming into work and being healthy. I've got a healthy level of workload and I'm doing something good. It's a work, 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 That life is predominantly all about imbalance then. There's, I mean, I have, I, the way, the way I work, I work crazy hours and things like that. And people are like, oh no, that's not, and people just accept it as normal. That's why I'm really, really frustrated about it. Cause I'm like, I'm happy to know, most people who work nine to five don't work nine to five. I put my hands up. I don't work nine to five. I leave after 6.30 on an average day. And some people take their work home over over the weekends. Like the girl who I manage, she's, we're calling calling each other Friday night. Kind of been okay, quickly send out this email and it's like 6, 7 PM and it's Friday night. So, yeah, that's why. Give me some drink. <laughs> and then, oh my gosh, I've forgotten. It's forgotten. Yeah. Like, all the work I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Let so, me live. 
I, I, I think, so I can die. I think that's the thing. When, when, especially when people are given alcohol, they do lose their inhibitions, and it's like, oh, okay, let me be carefree and vicarious. And sometimes, I mean, I'm walking around on like a, a Thursday night in the city, and you see like grown men, yeah, like forties, fifties, I don't even know plus, yeah, and they are like paralytically drunk. I think it's also European culture, though. Or British culture, white man's culture. Just gonna put it in there, sorry. Okay. What just to drink? Yeah. To the excess like that? I, I, I'm not white. I don't know. Because no. at the same time, as I'm talking, I'm a black and girl who kind of is in the corporate world, and yeah, I go out and have a drink, and yeah, I go out and have fun. But the level of what they drink, mm. I just stay cute. Like I say, tipsy. But I don't get to that level because yeah. you guys ain't gonna see me on the floor. I mean, some people, <laughs> but they're not gonna see me on the floor because I've, in my mind, I can't go back to work with them and them see me like that. Yeah, but I mean, some I might have to, seen me on the floor. to me, yeah, some people have seen you on the floor. Um, to me, I think sometimes the level of alcohol that someone consumes yeah. is can be directly direct directly related with the level of stress they feel at work. Yeah. So the more paralytic they are, the more stresses and strains they have to handle. It might not just be work, it could be home as well. I, yeah. I've had um, a situation at work where a guy got ridiculously drunk. I think he even kind of almost actually assaulted another person. It got quite serious. But little did we know, he was saying, oh yeah, I'm gonna get more stuff than I get from my wife, like from you. Like he was he was, he was saying things mm. that his wife wasn't giving him and that the stress he has because he's got his children. So it was like, you kind of open your mouth a lot and let us know that you're not happy at home. Yeah. And then he started trying to start a fight with another guy who was trying to like break him up from this girl. And it's like, you're going on free stuff and it's very obvious. Exactly. And alcohol, it kind of, you kind of lose that sense of morality and you just kind of like, yeah. You kind of like just, just do what you want. Um, that's, I mean, there are positive well if you can say positive effects of alcohol where you do lose that sense of closeness and you do like embrace people you do have a good time and you do yeah. these things but what I don't like is that there's a negative attachment towards alcohol and enjoyment and right now in society if you go out to meet someone if you're going to meet someone you automatically go for drinks because you both want to relax when my kind of thing is that okay cool why can't you go somewhere else that or not consume alcohol and not relax is that not a, a thing a character thing that people have or is that just like what what is that i think it's character and society because the norm is to especially in that world is okay let's go to the bar and have a quick catch up or let's go for a meal but you'll still have wine on the table yeah um and yeah, and then and the annoying thing about this one is even if you are a bit different, you want to do things differently. By I mean, by all means, like don't consume, don't conform to the way society works. But mm. for me, in the very beginning when I first started working, I wouldn't drink around work people and all that kind of stuff. Little did I know I was missing out on things. So there's this yeah. concept of people who smoke. When people all smoke yeah. together, that's when they that's when they start to work. That's crazy though. So recently, I mean, like the past year, it's also because I'm very comfortable in my workplace. I'll have a drink and things like that. The amount of access I have now to people is very different. It's yeah. helped me go further in my career. It's just a because, thing as well. Yeah, just because I now know you because we've met each other at a conference. We've been drinking. We've been having fun. So next day when I go, so can I get tickets to this? Yeah, sure. Don't worry because we have that familiarity with each other and when you don't have that familiarity with people 
it's very hard to get far in the corporate world because mm. your networking because people want to go oh it's by the merits by the work you do that's bullshit yeah. I've seen people who are so crap be head of and direct and move their way and shoot their way to director level mm. and it's like wow but then again that's dependent on what you individual what do you personally want like yes I'm at a decent level in my career but do I want to continue up the corporate ladder not so much okay so so yeah we'll, we'll move into that like so you obviously have done the corporate race for a number of years come to six years seven years now yeah. six five five six years in my young young in your, young in your, age in your young age um young what is your opinion of the corporate world and what you said you look to where would you look to progress in the corporate world and if not what would be your next step what would it be my opinion of the corporate world is if you if you um love the role you do and yeah. the company you work for, not that obviously never completely connect yourself to a company actually i say most private companies if you actually join there buy some of their shares so you're investing well yeah. you're also held as a shareholder yeah like be proud of where you work and make some money out of it not mm. just your time money but mm. buy some shares from the company you're currently working at as well um but don't kill yourself over it. Don't kill yourself over it because I've also seen many companies let people go off redundancy yeah, things that's like that. Yeah. I've seen people after working X amount of years push them onto guard and even saying just kicking them out. Um, you do your individual best, but know you have um, know where your priorities lie. So in the way of the world, my priorities are God, family, health, then work family and friends health well, uh, it might be bad that my health is third but my family and friends do come before health okay. and then work so in the grand scheme of things if I work under that order corporate world isn't bad it's just that there's lots of people who make corporate world their work their mm. life mm. I, I know people who only have friends from work and I'm not trying to diss them but I'm just a bit like wow like if you leave this place like who are you who are you outside of yeah. manager of XYZ person yeah. what's your true identity yeah and it's scary as people who literally are like their identity of their workplace and they don't even own the company it's like you don't own this company like this man can let you go at any point in time this company <laughs> can go under at any time who are you yeah outside of that yeah i remember do you remember um the big crash that happened in the market with the mortgage and stuff like yeah, that and my yeah. cousin she was an investment banker yeah and it was the the one of the banks that ended up going under yeah another person the same building she was in committed suicide because like his whole livelihood was done because of the big crash like people investment banking and mortgage banks I don't, I'm not so close to that world I was like 18 yeah. like people so many people lost their job there was a big crash in the market and then there's a man who commits suicide because of this that's crazy do you so, think do you think this society is kind of is lost if if a, if a man I mean so I I have contemplations sometimes where I think like this whole life, the whole corporate, even this whole, the whole um, urban environments is all a game. None of it's really real. Mm. Um, all in the matrix. Not really the matrix, but I don't want to sound like some kind of like conspiracy <laughs> guy. Oh, conspiracies but, everywhere. But like, I like to separate nature and realness with like this sort of world so realness is something that you can't you, you you can't like to me if i was an example 
we shouldn't be purchasing land because who did the first person that got the land purchase it from? If you don't purchase it yourself, okay. then you, going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, that 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 that, that 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 construct doesn't make sense to me, and things like that along that sort. So, if it's real, then fine. If it's not real, then I don't. It to me is a game. So like this corporate world, the the world of um, even the world of debt in some in some sense. Like these are all constructs, these are all games that now we have decided to play and that we think is so serious that if the game stops with for now at the game, then that means life is over. Mm. Like for example, a lot of entrepreneurs they have met they they have mental health problems from the work that they do because it's their work now becomes their life and death. And yeah. I, own, I own this company, obviously called Stressless. And I was at that like that at the very beginning. I was thinking, okay, cool. If it doesn't work, then blah blah blah, and this. And you get yourself thinking in a negative spiral, a negative spiral, a negative, yeah, negative spiral. So, but then you come to the realization that look, my person, I'm fine. I'm trying to help people in my company. If my first company closes and I open another one, fine. Because in essence, my original goal is not to own a company. My goal is to help people. So that is my goal. So the company is just a platform which I can do it, but I can open another one. So the stresses and strain of of owning the company was a less to me because you realize that it's all a game and the game of, of owning a business or in the society we have to play certain games in order to get to certain places but I think the key is to know that it's a game and I feel like for example the person who committed them committed suicide yeah. lost the fact that they were in the game and thought it was real and now that the game has ended for them in that in that way then they thought their life has ended so they had to commit suicide and that's a sad thing when people actually feel like the kind of this kind of existence that we're in if it doesn't work out then your life is over because life life was around before these whole constructs these corporations yeah and it was and so now they've been yeah and now now they've been created we hold them so dear and so true to our heart that we think that they're 100% real when really they're not so I think it's an interesting thing how people um, take very seriously certain aspects of the uh, of our current society which wasn't around 100 yeah. years ago but it's interesting because you've connected that to like corporations and business yeah it's say if it was like a family member or something like that there's people who go through the same motion if for example a family member was deceased or something like that i don't know i don't know if it, if it was completely unconnected or not connected but as human beings we naturally become attached to things and people and other stuff yeah but then I think and I'm not saying attachment is wrong attachment is definitely needed for us but we should be careful about the things that we attach ourselves to so when when I say the real things my attachment to another human being is real because we're both tangible things when I, I can't attach myself to a corporation because a corporation is is not a real it is not real to you yeah it's not real to me because like for example my company stressless is a corporation but my mission is real my yeah. mission is to help people whether i do called stressless or whether called called less stress or whatever whatever less kind stress. of thing i do is is all to do is <laughs> all to do with helping people so 
Okay. So, um, yeah, that's that's kind of like when I say we're kind of lost in this game of existence. And it's quite sad to see when people believe that this game or we follow this game like it's 100% true and it's been around for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think society get lost in that kind of way of thinking. Like, even to the aspect of, like, you said we were talking about society before and alcohol. Yeah. This, a couple, a couple, I don't even know, was it 100 years ago, alcohol was illegal? I wasn't. I don't know that. That's sad. That's a sad world to live in a hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol was illegal. Alcohol is the same thing that 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 drugs was right now. Alcohol was classified as drugs and it's illegal. But now, since it's been legalized, is like now we're such a common place in our current society. When yeah. a couple of hundred years ago, that you couldn't even drink alcohol. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was I'm illegal. So that. It's illegal. So, so sad. But then, like, it just shows how society. How, how the the contrast that we have, they're not real because they can easily be changed. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like people could argue tobacco should be like illegal, um, illegal. Yeah. but because people are making money out of it, well, certain people are not going to change that. The reason why they, a lot of the reason they won't legalize weed is not because of the effects we have on people, it's because government's trying to find a way how they can really monetize I, that first. I think I think in the future, marijuana will become legal. Yeah, but they'll monetize it. Yeah, they'll monetize it. It'll be exactly the same as what's it. And to be honest, me, my my opinion of alcohol over marijuana is that if marijuana can be used for medical purposes yeah. and alcohol can't, then alcohol should be illegal and marijuana should be legal for medical purposes. Like, I don't understand why something which can medically help you is illegal, but something that will literally destroy your liver, destroy... Yeah can destroy relationships, can destroy your life, can destroy everything about you as, as a spiritual essence. It can destroy all of that, but that's legal. And you can buy that in every single shop in the UK. It doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. Okay, so we're talking a little bit about the different aspects of health. So mental, physical, and nutritional. What would you say is the most important aspect from those three, or is there most support? Is there one most most important aspect, or is it all three of them are the same? I think all three of them are the same. If I'm being honest, a holistic lifestyle where there's a clear balance between all, and I believe that they all help each other. Yeah. So um, nutritional, <laughs> certain foods you eat will help your brain cells and all that kind of stuff. It will mm. help your balance in terms of how you are. Like like you said, at the end of the day, chocolate and sugar isn't great for you. So there's doing something to you, not just physically but mentally mm. as well. Mm. Like when you give kids sugars and they get all hyper, yeah. that's that's a, there's a reason behind that. Yeah. Um, or even myself, like I remember when I tried to transition, like I stopped. I'm trying to be a vegan but it's too hard I like cheese too much but I have days where I try yeah. and if I go for a set period of time without eating certain things mm. my body's lacking something and, I, and I'm and i feeling it not just physically but mentally as yeah. well yeah. Um, mentally it's, it's a serious health ones um, and sometimes I'm, I'm kind of happy because I've recently seen more of a more focus on it but someone who grew around someone who did suffer from mental illness it's one of those things that people shy away from because it's like how do you deal with that individual and I don't I grew up with someone on an extreme level mm. but even myself people who go through depression and things like that mm. um, it, it can just seek into you in everything um, how do you think that affected you growing up around that I think 
it made me a really angry child. And I think when you're already going through teenage um, yeah. hormones like that, but it just made me very angry. Yeah. Like, very angry. I, that's what I can remember saying. It just made me very, very angry at life. Okay. Such an emo kid I was. <laughs> I don't want to do anything, man. I just want to sit down and relax. And Did you smoke when you were young? Did I smoke? I tried, I tried weed and all that kind of stuff. Did it resonate with you? Nah, I just couldn't always get around me. So if it was around me, I'd smoke it. But okay, I wasn't cool. like a regular schmegler person. Okay, cool. I mean, I made some brownie cakes. I was more of a baker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. But, um... And, and uh, physical? Physical, yes, definitely. Yeah. But, um, only because... Oh my gosh, I just saw a woman. She's really old. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen anyone that old in my life. But I think she's lived a long life. Um, Physical is very, very important. I was gonna say something, but it's just left my head. Oh. Where did you see the older woman? Just there? When I was in the um, in the change room. Okay, cool. She was so old. I was like, oh my gosh, mm. like, her body's so wrinkled. There, there's yeah, there's one. I think was she in a swimming suit. Yeah. Yeah. So there's one woman. She's like literally in her hundreds or oh, like late nineties, and like every single day she comes out and swim. And then she went into the sauna, and I was like. And she's walking. She's yeah. and imagine like how unheard of is that in in this society for a nine year old to come down to the gym every single day and go for a swim. Oh, that's so it's fantastic! Cute. That's so sweet. Mm. But um, I think especially like in a society where we're growing with obesity and things like that, mm. that's very very dangerous. And people just keep looking at it it's like, oh, okay, it's fine. It's just a bit big. Mm. You know, I'm not really big about the weight you are, but your body fitness and things like that is important. Although I'm talking crap because I don't go to gym enough for myself. But um yeah. We you should be able to lift up your child. Lift up your child and I believe you should be able to handle your own body weight yourself. So within this company we have this yeah there's there's risk needs to be strengthened. Yeah they're really bad. My last PT told me they were really bad as well. Um so I believe that obviously obviously with my company is health is a total total holistic thing so it has to be the mind it has to be the body it has to be nutrition but i believe that in our current society especially within local in gyms and that sort of stuff the massive focus is on the body so exercising and on nutrition so food have the right food exercise enough and then you'll be fine people leave out the mental aspect of health um a lot in like corporate commercial gyms so all they do is talk about um obviously those two aspects but the mind and with some of my research you find that if you're constantly in a stressed out environment internally then your body can't digest food properly it can't um it's always in a state of arousal so it's always breaking down so there's two states there's anabolic and um catabolic so i think I can't remember. One of them, is, <laughs> one of them is breaking down. One of them is building up. And when you're always in a stressful state, it's always breaking down, breaking down, breaking down, breaking down. And if you are in a chronic state of stress, and when I say stress, stress doesn't have to be negative. Stress is about like stress at work, which is like demanding, which you could be enjoying, but it's still yeah. very stressful. Then you go to the gym, doing a high intensity workout. Then you come home, you've got to deal with three kids and a husband, and then like only half an hour before you go to sleep you get to sit down then it's back to sat the next yeah. day all you're doing is you're depleting your reserves of energy and the aging aspect comes a lot quicker because your body doesn't have time to repair and grow yeah. so that's why I think that's why I focus a lot to do or well, my company focuses a lot to do on the mind because the mind is so neglected in our society even though all three are important as each other 
because our mind's so neglected, then the mind is something that needs to be pushed a lot more than nutritional and and um, uh, physical as well. So obviously, when it comes to health, I have a massive belief that it's a holistic thing, but it is also a thing where the mental aspect needs to be taken care of the most because even like mild mental health issues, yeah, they're prevalent in this current society. Whether it's just like a general unhappiness at work, whether it's a general, a general like low feeling, whatever yeah. it is, that is all around. And a lot of the people I see, when I ask them, okay, cool, what do you do for work? Oh, I do this. Do you enjoy it? No. But they're there literally more than half their day. Yeah, and you spend a lot of time at work. Exactly. And, work and mentally, that can't be good for you. Yeah. So yeah the, the mind is one of my fascinations and, and it's one of the areas that I like to focus on with my training as well so build the mind and everything else will follow okay so last couple of questions that we're going to ask before we finish up um, would you define yourself as a happy person yeah good so do you think the world is a happy place I feel if it is, the people controlling the communications mm. of the world ain't showing it as a happy place. Okay, cool. Elaborate a little bit because I like um, that. And then, while it's a world happy place, I'm not all around the world to be able to share that information with you. I can only share around the people I know or yeah, what I'm in communication your world. with. Yeah. But you can't get away from the media and the, the media that is very um, own a lot of the media as well and people that own a lot of the media and you can't help but click onto the news and there's been this bomb that's gone off or this negative thing that's happened and you're with this president um, the world is all against each other there's people starving and so that much is true um, but a lot of the time bad news sells yeah. good news don't sell yeah. um, helping out it's, it's, it's just a sweet story to tell but it doesn't get the click through or it doesn't get the front it doesn't get the front page news and so um, the media purposely I feel well, purposely shows you negativeness out either mm. to make you feel a bit more grateful for the situation you're in, in or just do you think it's make you feel a bit more um, grateful either or, okay. or just to kind of let you dwell in the fact that the world is a negative place and you're just you're just stuck in it and there's nothing really you can do about it And I, I kind of feel like it's portrayed to be such a negative place because it's to to bring a state of fear within people. Yeah, that basically. And to have a state of fear within people, they need somebody to protect them, and they normally rely on an external entity to protect them, rather than thinking about I can protect myself. Because one, because when when you hear about the news where this is happening and that's happening, yeah. and all these crazy things happening, it's like okay, cool. We need someone to protect us from all these things happening to us and um, the people that that be that are in power kind of take on that role I mean that could be a good thing that could be a bad thing depends on your perspective but I believe that everyone has the power to take care or should have the power to take care and of themselves and basically just taking the power back rather than giving it away to uh, politicians to doctors to whoever you, whoever you give power to so whether you're when you're ill people go to doctors when I believe you have the power to help to heal to help and heal yourself when when you need something you go to 
the government or the powers, the people yeah. in power, and then they're supposed to help you get to where you want to be when really everything can be done without them, it can be done in you yourself. I do believe no man is an island. I do believe there's people who have specialities and things. I just think that I'm very big on community. So like, you want to see my wellness is my way of life. But I see that as also a community building yeah. type of thing. And people come to you because they know you have expertise in this area and mm. you can help educate. Mm. I mean, from long to old years or ages, there's always been proof of people who are a doctor and things like that. My nervousness is that corporations have seeped themselves into it and not helped it. So when you go to the doctors, they'll probably give you an antibiotic or something like that. But there's probably a natural remedy that could be done to support you on yeah. that and we now I, I was reading I was saying you showed it to me actually that there used to be this whole herbal way of living that was right for, good, for the, good for the environment yeah. good for society and good for people's well-being and now corporations seek their way into it there's no good doing sometimes I watch like court like law and stuff like that mm. instead of just dealing with an issue at hand there's people trying to scheme up money from this person and things yeah. like that um, and that's my nervousness yeah that's my nervousness and I'm, I'm not against there being roles, like even in any family household, there's a natural role that mm. maybe, I'm not kind of like a feminist or that kind of stuff thing, but there is a natural role sometimes the mother plays is more nurturing, there's mm. a natural role sometimes the father plays yeah. in this. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, but I just feel like, yeah, corporations have seeped their way into that and just flipped it upside its head. And That makes yeah. sense, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a better way of putting what I was trying to say. Um, I think certain entities, certain corporations have seeped their way into um, into our lives yeah. through fear. Um, through fear of getting this, then there's this thing that you can do which is which is perceived or should be able to help you. Yeah. And then sometimes they make it like it's good for you, like I don't want to talk about too much because we're about to go into children in need. Mm. So there's lots of you'll see lots of people in their what in their yellow bear and mm. things like that, mm. and people raising money for children in need. My company get very very heavily involved, and I feel a bit conflicted because I've always had a bit of funniness about big corporation charities. Yeah, I'm like for the longest time you've been trying to raise money for yeah. these kids. By what you what are you really yeah. doing? What's the evidence? Yeah, what's the evidence? And I'm, it's really hard for me because when I do not show that I'm really being involved, it's like oh you're not really being team spirit, not really helping charity. I'm like you don't know what. I do outside this place do not try me you exactly. don't know the kids I sponsor you don't I don't say it but it's like we're about to raise a lot of money for this for this corporation do you know what Fun- be on the, and just so and by the it's by the way like the way companies work mm. you have to raise a set amount of money to be allowed to be seen on TV so we have to raise a set amount of money so we're on the shit we're on TV and then you get the PR off yeah, of it yeah. so again there's an intent of yeah. why are we doing this like yeah. we're putting so much manpower when our work may be doing it anyways we not start but yeah so funny just, thing wh- wh- money to this place <laughs> <laughs> when I was working at one of one of my first studios in Old Street, we were in a building where there was a charity in there. And I was talking to one of the charity members and they were literally saying, um, talking about funding for small projects and big projects. Mm. So for a small project, which they classify as around 70,000 to 80,000 mm. project. A small project. A small project. Around about 30 to 25 to 30% of that will go to the actual product and everything else will go to admin. And for a bigger project, it'll be around about half. So a million pound project, half will go to admin and half will go to what's the name. I mean, so with with seeing that and hearing that from the horse's mouth with someone who works inside the charity, I've always been very skeptical about how charities really utilize and use their money. And I used to do, well, I used to run a class for a charity um, 
I'm not going to say the name of charity. Um, but, and then I found out their head office was in like one really swanky, really swanky building. And they had like X amount of employees and X amount of this. And it's all, fund, uh, it's all funded for. So their funding, or people's funding, is paying for this building and paying for employees. And then when it came down to me doing a class, they were struggling to pay me. And I didn't want to get paid for doing actual class. I did yeah. it for free. All I wanted to do be paid for because it was a class where I used to exercise with people and we used to make smoothies and we used to talk about mental health. Um, and and um, all I wanted to be paid, or they said they would pay me for my expenses. So buying the fruit, yeah. buying for, for the smoothies and that yeah. sort of stuff. And they were struggling to that. Where there was times where I said, "Don't worry, I'll just take it. I'll, I'll buy it myself, and yeah. it's fine." But then like this, the the head office is the one swanky building, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know whether like these corporate charities really have the interest of the people truly to their heart." I'm not saying all of them do. I'm not going to mention any names, but from my experience, from what I've gone through, that is kind of like being my kind of perspective. So, I don't know, but um, yeah. I think it's interesting. Mm. I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough one for me because I believe in charity. I believe in health. Yeah, things. definitely believe in I charity. Believe, I believe in that. I just think, again, when there's got a slight big corporation behind it to kind of look like they're doing some good, mm. really, I want to know where every single penny goes. Because I respect people need to get paid, but when, sorry, Cool. when someone from when I physically give my £10 to something yeah or whatever how much money will you but say if I physically give £10 something I'm doing that because I'm believing that's going to go towards exactly. supporting someone when I give £10 to Starbucks I know Starbucks is going to end up I know that money is going to end up being inside the CEO's pocket in some way you know the intent mm. for me to physically give the charity money you're telling me this is where it's going and don't get me wrong it, there's going to be an element of people supporting and helping but charity should be freely given and, and the big corporation behind it I just want to know the percent of exactly I just want to know where my mind is going yeah um, but yeah that's my thoughts right? okay final question what would you like to change in order to make the world a happy and healthier place what I would like to change if I could change one thing is yes. the psychological effects of slavery and colonization on the black people okay Cool. Okay, cool. Do you want to elaborate or not? No, not really. Okay, perfect. Okay. So thank you for listening. Thank you for talking with me, member A. Thanks for having me. Um I'll see you again soon.